health is about more than just staying fit. And with every year that goes by, I'm becoming more and more fascinated by how what we eat can impact our health and our potential, with a particular focus on gut health and the gut microbiome. It's not just what I eat either, it's how I eat too. It's all connected. That's why I've developed my own number one living drinks brand. Number One Living is based on this idea, the simple notion that by putting our well-being first and improving the quality of what we put into our bodies, we get more out of life. My range of kombucha drinks are full of bacterial life cultures, designed for a happy and healthy gut. They're sugar-free, vegan and naturally sourced, so you can feel great on the inside and enjoy life on the outside. Choose from refreshing raspberry, passion fruit or our award-winning ginger and turmeric kombucha. The number one living range is widely available in Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett's and Boots stores and online at numberoneliving.com. Grab yours today. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to the I Am podcast, all about human potential. On this show, we're blessed with guests who devote themselves in some way or other to transcending their limits and then kindly offer us access to their revelations. So this week's no exception, we welcome Angie Tiwari, a yoga teacher and breathwork specialist. Through her retreats and the many classes that she puts on, which you can discover loads more about in the bio, she helps enormous amounts of people to break destructive cycles in their lives. Now, part of our fascinating conversation did touch upon some interesting early opportunities that might hold some kind of power within education, perhaps, that might give us a a leg up when we look at how to empower our children or the younger generation to cultivate a deeper connection with themselves before they head out into the big wide world. A deeper connection with themselves that might lead to greater scale change to society. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on all of these. Many of the things that I'm about to propose and put forward are already present in school systems. And they're taking place all over the world, I'm sure. Perhaps even more of them might have been tried and tested and for good reason haven't seemed to work or gain traction. I'm simply interested in asking a few questions, seeing what you think and what you've experienced yourselves. So do leave your comments here. I find it hugely interesting to see what uh, you feel on this subject. It's certainly not one that I'm qualified to answer, just interested in questioning. It's a simple chance for me to further inform myself. I think that we find ourselves greatly shaped by our experiences growing up, particularly in those formative sort of younger teen years. And during this early impressionable stage of our lives, I feel there's a real natural eagerness, a desire to play with curiosity and essentially to learn the ways of our culture and our societal systems and all its opinions. It kind of teaches us explicitly, implicitly, and also subliminally about everything taking place in the world and how it all works. In schools, we find out all about biology, chemistry, physics, history, geography, language, sports, so much more. And from a young age too. Now the basis for this learning, I guess, and feel free to throw your own ideas in here, is to see how we can use this information to make things out of life, to build and support a successful one, whatever a successful life is. And I guess that definition is hugely at the heart of this conversation. The question I have, though, is do we devote 
anywhere near the same level of energy, time, and detail towards understanding and learning about ourselves first, about our minds, about our thoughts, our feelings, and how all of these are working, that endless opportunity that's there. This data that we receive about the outside worlds, the facts and figures, and the understandings, it is for sure such a useful tool. But who we are is the performer, the one that wields that tool, and therefore the one that surely decides so much of the impact we end up making. The source of who we are plays such an incredibly influential role in the perception process and the creative process, which is at the core and at the heart of absolutely everything. Surely it's something we have to put at the top of the list. We examine accounts of other people's experience, but do we investigate our own with the same kind of vigor? In our sciences, we discover so much interesting stuff about what comprises the body, how it functions, but do we prioritize becoming deeply aware of our own, feeling it, interacting with it on ever-deepening and subtler levels that can lead to dimensions of mastery that can almost completely change the science on the outside. We demand concentration and focus from our children or, or from whoever it is, but do we explain or even possess the know-how to explain how to direct our attention and hold it upon certain objects and subjects for periods of time. Now, I certainly long for the next generation to be able to connect and collaborate wholeheartedly, to be able to cultivate deep respect, compassion, and a team spirit amongst them that just has such beauty and power to it. But are we providing the right kind of environment for this when we continue to place such a high value upon outcomes and results. I also would love for the youth of today to be able to relax and just know their worth, to have that confidence, that sense of belonging and, and deserving. But how honestly are we exploring ownership of this kind of relaxation ourselves in our everyday lives, in every moment of our lives? If we're going to prepare for a world where competition and comparison still runs the system, but then not delve deeper into the power that we possess ourselves to decide the way that we are on the inside. Well, this means that we're going to turn over all our power to stress, to accident, to hazard, to a need to try and control the uncontrollable. And this stress is one that shortens lives. It destroys potential instead of supporting them. This can't be great preparation for whatever it is we're moving towards. So ultimately, I really feel we do want and we have to want that next generation to do better than we have done. We need them to rise higher. And from that higher place, we need them to be able to see clearer, to have a clearer vision, the bigger picture. We need them to be able to come together closer than we have in order to balance out this instability that we have, if not directly caused, then certainly added to. We want these guys to be able to correct this direction of planetary destruction and resolve all the conflict inside and between our populations. But are we not asking them to try and transcend our system and change it while simultaneously programming them to fit right into it, 
to perpetuate it, to suffer it, and ultimately just try and get through it. Is there a way, I guess, that we can further fuel the desire for learning rather than try to satiate it? Is there a way that we can expand on this curiosity instead of handing down conclusions? Can we help facilitate a communication with a higher level of intelligence, with a deeper dimension of intuition, insight, and inspiration, rather than prioritizing this mind-based intellectual logic as the driving force of truth? Surely to change the system, we have to be able to step outside of it. Or is this all just wishful, idealist thinking? Yoga is, in a way, for me at least, this kind of schooling. It is one that has the capacity to open the door to receptivity wider and wider, rather than bringing it to a close. As Angie mentions during the podcast, the need we have to own the practice of yoga, to win at it, to prove it, and constantly compare ourselves with others or even just our own expectations, it just renders the whole thing so much more inert. But once we surrender this conventional conditioned mindset, then we can fully embrace it and unite with it. For me, the solution to our destructive tendencies, it's in this letting go and in the desire to experience who we really are, who we're meant to be, and allow ourselves to be to be guided that way. It's not, I don't think, so much in the resistance that we put up in our desperation to be what we think we should be or need to be. Anything, therefore, we can do to activate more and more of this humbling yet enlivening movement, whether it's through self-inquiry and mindfulness, meditation practices, understanding acceptance, recognizing love, the power of gratitude and compassion, whether it's about giving ourselves to vulnerability or following our passions and highest excitements, whether it's about having a bit of a relationship with our intention, our effortless performance, our beyond the physical level of performance, where the law of attraction exists, whether it's in that visualization, or maybe it is about a deeper connection with our diet, with the food we eat, with exercise, moving our bodies, how we hold our bodies, and of course, yoga. They are all such potent catalysts for transforming the way we see the world and therefore what we can do with it. Is it stuff that can start to fill larger spaces within those regular timetables? Is there a lot of this already going on? Is anyone ready for it at this age? If it is being done, is it reactive or can it be more proactive? Who should be teaching it? How is it taught? How could it be taught? It's such, I feel, a big opportunity here. For me, the younger generations, they're so naturally engaged, such creative and vibrant members of our society. Overwhelming them with information, with truths and rules and regulations about life, which then propel them off in search for happiness and fulfillment in a direction that we happen to know has never yielded fruit. I don't think it's doing anyone too many favors. Our culture has a kind of way of thinking. And I don't think 
we're going to solve its problems using the same kind of thinking that created them. So maybe we do have to seem irrational or illogical, according to society, in order to touch that genius outside of the system, outside of that mindset that can heal the wounds we have inside of it. That kind of irrationality, I think, belongs to the unconditional space, the stance of the unconditional, coming from a place where there is no looking for payback or payoff, where there is a oneness, a unified, fully inclusive, heart-led path that informs the head rather than the other way around as much as possible. As we navigate the persistent, never-ending challenges that I guess are a prerequisite of being alive and living on this planet. I think this is a good place to start. Angie herself is a brilliant example of this kind of almost paradoxical but contemporary spiritual practice. She has a full-time job in the tech world, but she still finds a way to balance and to explore deeper. It doesn't mean subscribing to this idea that spiritual practice takes place on a hillside when you bow out of life, nor does it subscribe to this idea that it can't be done within the rat race of the, the Western world either. She's got a relevant message that strikes a chord. She's got loads to share around the power of yoga and its immense sort of role in well-being and also what it all means to her personally too. She takes us on a really nice journey into the power of our breath, the immense power of our breath, and the possibility it holds to transform our entire experience of life. She even goes as far as to offer some fascinatingly simple breathing techniques that we can get started with right away. So I am immensely keen to hear what you think about all of this from a position of coaches or teachers or just whatever your experience of life, how you're managing, what you're finding in terms of this journey. You can get all your contributions and comments and feedback in to hello at iampodcast.co.uk and I will very, very much enjoy looking at them and seeing where it takes us. Thanks so much for your support and for all your energy coming in. Massively appreciated. Until next time, take care. I'm Johnny Wilkinson. This is the I Am Podcast with Angie Tiwari. Thank you.